0: Who's the new guy on the right? <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode four hundred and forty-five, and recorded on April the twelfth, two thousand seventeen. I'm Ryan
1: Shrew. I'm
0: Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. and I'm Alan Valentano. Fantastic! I'm so glad to be back, uh, or here for the first time. <laughs> he was saving that just for you. For the first time, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be back here with you, too, Josh. I miss you so much. Miss you. Yeah. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Ryzen 5. That's going to be the vast majority of our conversations, I think. Uh, we also have a buyer's guide to get to. Uh, and we're going to mention the the Frag and Frogs VLAN summary. Uh, I did have this. I, I found We found this on one of the shelves, and we were trying to find space for other things. This is the original Intel Nook box. Uh, this is a core i3 model i believe is that right
2: no, i think it was Nine. an i5 no nope, core i3 throw that away already
0: i don't throw anything didn't have away video, josh you unfortunately with uh, like 30 boxes struggling to go to the dumpster 30 my butt there's been a lot more than 30 this right. had usb 2 hdmi and thunderbolt so we were using this for a very long time as our as our file server uh, but the uh it is windows 8 compatible um <laughs> one of, one of my favorite things about this packaging that they don't do anymore, and I'm very disappointed. I know Alan listens to this show, so I hope he's listening. Oh. Um, not you. The uh, uh, it does. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown now because of this. <laughs> the battery's dying. battery is dying.
3: So it turns into it's a wrap song. It's supposed to
0: play the Intel jingle, and it almost gets there. Yeah, I can't make it all the way It was the remix. See, it takes a little while. Like the battery needs to like get like rest a little bit longer to get enough oomph to even get over the edge. Uh-huh. But now you just get this nice
2: remix edition. <laughs> but they don't do that for
0: the Nooks anymore, and I'm a little disappointed. Did so that scare the crap out of you the first time you opened it up? I, I mean, I, I would say scared the crap out of me is maybe an exaggeration. Oh, oh dear, he's taking it apart now. Just pull out the pull out the thing. It's taped. I want to get. <laughs> uh, it's no longer
1: condition. <laughs> it's getting worse.
2: Great audio podcast. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's gotten worse, everybody. <laughs> it's ticking. Okay, now it's a cricket that only knows one
0: note. Uh, okay. What open kind of further. batteries does it take? Open it further. I'm this waiting for warps. the remix Man, version it's of this. got four
3: cells in there.
2: Oh, two.
3: No. Nope. there's three.
2: It's like three. And I can't turn it off. <laughs> Wait, when would we get an 808 on the podcast? Yeah, what, what
3: Everybody needs an 808. Where's, Where's, the, the, light
0: Where's the light <laughs> oh, sensor? There's a light sensor. Oh, it was a light sensor? Yeah, see? It's like a cricket. This does make for great audio show, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just going to hold this the rest of the day. No, I'm just and see. It in the box. Just hold it. It's
2: a non user replaceable there. battery. Just stick it in there. Did it get a star off on a
0: review? Yeah, if this were a. <laughs> if it throws I the f- box away. It's just going to hold it. <laughs> if this were an iFixit uh, summary, this would get a zero. Ease of repairability. repairability. <laughs> it would be minimal. I don't know. Yeah, it's cardboard. All right. So, uh, anyway, that's how we're starting the show. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> just to hold it. Uh, we record the show on Wednesday nights. It's uh, it is Wednesday night now, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at pcpro.com/live. Thank you everybody who joins us. You get to hang out in the chat room and see all the funny before and after stuff that happens. Or this. It doesn't <laughs> still do it. I don't I don't know exactly where the light sensor it's, is. I saw the gap between <laughs> your fingers. But yeah, it's clearly not. Wow, it's really sticky. <laughs> Remember, Easy you guys. asked for this. So. Easy, guys. battery eh, uh, powered and sticky, huh? So if you, yeah, if you need <laughs> a reminder, left hand. reminder for <laughs> uh, friendly our friendly stranger, stream, go to com slash subscribe and get this little notification list here, uh, or you sign up for a notification list with your name and your email address, and uh, we'll send you a note when we're about ready to live stream an hour before, 20 minutes before, two hours before. It just depends on the day. Uh, and if we have any other events that we live stream you'll be signed up for that we do a lot of other ones with uh uh, industry people that maybe uh give away prizes so it might be something worth worth paying attention to and of course uh we still have our patreon campaign ongoing this is your way to if you find any value any value at all in whatever the hell we do you can go to patreon.com slash pc purse sign up here uh and uh have a recurring monthly contribution of a dollar or $5 or $10 or whatever you want it to be. uh, And you kind of directly contribute to uh, the content we create and uh, Josh in some kind of roundabout way as well. Mm. And this podcast as well. So keep that in mind. If you happen to be one of those people that is an ad blocker, which I can, I'm going to say based on my metrics, approximately 45% of you are, Uh, And I know that not 45% of the people that listen to this um, are subscribing through Patreon, Mm -hmm. so I'll put that out there. Uh, So there is that, and I also wanted to uh, quickly mention, as I go back here and find the the page here, uh, Jeremy, talk uh, a little bit about the Fragging Frogs VLAN that happened this week, and you were able to participate in at least the second half of said event? Yep,
1: unfortunately, my Saturday mornings are filled with... I have to do. yeah. But the afternoon was a lot of fun. Uh, the guys got together. We had uh, about 70 unique IPs over the day. At the peak, about 50 of us were playing. At UT 2K4, of course. Uh, a bunch of new stuff like Ghost Recon Wildlands. The scar from Tarkov just came out of its uh, NDA Alpha. Team Fortress 2. By the end of it, we were resorting to the worst games we could think of, which, of course, was Dino D-Day. The only game where you can pee on something is a dinosaur. It's utterly brilliant. Okay. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Come on. It's, mm. it's that bad. But uh, AMD chipped in a uh, Ryzen 7 1700s, which we gave away. Uh, you guys offered some interesting things, and including a slightly used case from Sebastian that ended up with Kali. Uh, but also four motherboards, uh, a nice mechanical keyboard, uh, one of Mori's giant coolers. So we had a lot of fun. A lot of people ended up with better hardware than they started out with. And, hey, we will be doing another one. So keep an eye out on the front page. If not, just join up with the and Frogs because Lenny does a lot of work for this, but he also does work every week to make Indeed. sure that there's at least a couple of games going on. Sign up, team speak. It's just fun.
0: Indeed. Oh, I forgot to mention from the Patreon campaign, if you are a new patron – and or you increase your Patreon, uh, patronage, patronage, uh, I will see an email come through on my phone and I will read your name and thank you on the live stream. So, uh, keep that in mind. Gee, is that a new as thing? well. I don't think so. Oh, uh, cutting and, edge. And based on this sound. <laughs> oh, it made it all, made it made it it all, it all the way the through. You warmed up the battery with your oh, hand. Oh, yeah. Ha. Now Science. it's never gonna stop. Uh, so now that means it's time to talk about AMD. <laughs> I guess. you didn't thinking that through very well. well that is the time for moving on to the next story. So let's talk about uh, Ryzen 5. So this is actually really annoying now. It's stuck to my hand. There we go. Look at that. How'd you make it not made us in. I tunnel. think the light sensor's on the bottom. Oh. So, uh, so Ryzen 5 launched this week. This is uh, AMD's second series or family of processors based on Zen. Um, Ryzen 5 is lower cost. Lower performance, lower core count than what we saw in Ryzen 7, as the uh, name might say, uh, uh, indicate. Also, that the name might indicate that its primary competition is Intel's Core i5 line of processors. Ryzen 7 against Core i7, Ryzen 5 against Core i5. Clearly, somebody has been thinking. Um, we've talked about kind of the general specs of what Ryzen 5 processors are because they've announced them. But it's worth going over it again real quickly. There's the 1600X, the 1600, the 1500X, and then the 1400. 6-core, uh, six 6-core, six 4-core, four 4-core in that order, all with SMT enabled. So a 6-core has 12 threads and a quad-core has 8 threads, uh, which is a – that's a significant delta. Uh, over what intel has on their core i5 line the, the core i5 7600k which is the highest in cabulate core i5 part uh priced competitively with the core of uh, the ryzen 5 1600x that is a quad core four thread so they do not have hyperthreading enabled on their parts now and uh, you can see that here in this line of the table so that, what that means is if you buy a ryzen 5 1600 or 1600x you're getting three times the threading capability with the Ryzen 5 than you mm-hmm. are with the 7600K. And if you buy a quad-core, you're getting 2X threading capability. Now, threads does not mean cores. You're not going to get 3X the performance. You're not going to get 2X the performance with the 1500X or 1400. Uh, but you will see some significant improvements on multi-threaded applications and workloads, yep. right? just out of the gate, by default. Uh, and the clock speeds are, are relatively competitive as well. The 7600K is still the highest clocked part, uh, 200 megahertz higher on the base and the boost uh, compared to the 1600X. But the 1600X is running at the same base and turbo clocks as the 1800X, which was the 8-core 16-thread part from the Ryzen 7 line. Um, And it has the same amount of cache as well, Um, similar TDPs, uh, but that was a $499 part. This is a $249 part. So for half the money, you're getting 25% fewer cores uh, at the same clock speed. So you can kind of just – automatically, you start to think like, okay, this is like – this is where the – performance per dollar benefit really comes into yeah, that's play where the, that's where you get in, into the sweet spot right for ryzen for ryzen for yep. sure so uh 249 for the 1600x 219 for the 1600 189 for the 1500x and 169 for the 1400 so we're getting into the sub 200 hundred dollar processors uh our competitive comparative parts from intel are the 7600k 7600 7500 and 7400 although uh, all i really tested here was the 7600k and the 7500 is those are the ones that were priced up best with the two parts that AMD sent me, the 1600X and what, the 1500X.
3: Just out of what is the cheapest six-core
0: Intel part? Uh, it's, what is it, 380? Oh, it'll be an i7. Like 380. So. It's okay. a, it's, and it's an i7 on the Broadwell-E platform, so it's an X99 yeah. system, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: to even get six cores
1: on the Intel yes. side,
3: you're, you're getting close to doubling the cost. Yeah. Correct. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it's 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 a it's a big difference there. Yeah. Core count doesn't mean everything. IPC is still important. You sure. know, we'll, we'll go through that in the performance part of our discussions. It's also worth noting um, that the uh, AMD B three hundred and fifty chipset. So uh, the Ryzen. All the Ryzen processors out there today support both the X370 and the B350 chipset. X370 uh, and B350 have very similar specifications. And Josh, correct me on this if you think I'm I'm missing any of it. Other than. (laughs) uh, The B350 does not support multi GPU. Correct. And it has, I think, four fewer USB 3.0 ports. And I believe fewer SATA ports. Okay. I think two fewer. Two fewer. Mm -hmm. other than that that's 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 it like b350 you can still overclock um you can still change memory speeds and performance um they don't hold you back any of those particular ways Uh, if you look at what intel has with the z270 versus the b250 chipset you want to talk about confusing things right b250 b350 those are not the same platforms right um so the B two hundred and fifty chipset from from Intel does it support overclocking CPU or memory? Um, or so, AMD? <laughs> or the or AMD? Yes, It also does not support overclocking AMD processors. You cannot, you cannot
3: plug the AMD processor um, that board. That's true.
0: So you know, Sebastian can, but you can only do it once. The uh, so it's interesting because you one of one of AMD's things was they wanted to talk about hey our platform is is more robust at the same dollar amount than Intel's. Mm-hmm. I will say that because of the abundance of Z two hundred and seventy motherboards out there, you can get some pretty low cost Z two hundred and seventy motherboards. Yeah, and so
4: I, I have to interrupt real quick. Sure, someone reminded us, and okay. I believe this is true: the B three hundred and fifty does not support SLI, but I believe it does support CrossFire.
2: I think that's the case.
0: Okay. Yeah, X
4: three hundred and seventy does both. B350 only one.
0: But does it do it through the way that Crossfire was supported on like three-way configurations? I, I don't like know. Like through the chipset? Because even if, if that's the case, I wouldn't recommend going that route. But I'll, I'll double check on that. That's a good point. Um, so, regardless, I think the B th- if you're comparing B350 and B250, AMD has the clear advantage in chipset and like kind of motherboard solutions there because now B350 has support for M.2 and you know, USB 3.1 and all that kind of modern stuff as well. Uh, but because there are more Intel options just by default out there, there's going to be a lot more options for you to... Yeah, you can you get
2: a Z270 board starting at $100 right now.
0: Exactly. So, so you know, the, the argument of, hey, B350 is better than B250 only takes you as far until you start to see Z270 boards in different configurations at different, different price points. Now, is there a difference in supported M.2 configurations between those two chipsets? The AMD ones? Yes. I do not believe so. Okay. No. Uh, they both should support M.2 PCIe by three by, f- by four lanes. Yeah. Good. PCIe yeah. 3.0 3. 3. by 4. four lanes. Yes. Yep. On two ports? Uh, just one. Okay. They only have one. Yeah. Which I mean, realistically is, you know, they're not supporting Optane. So there's that. I mean, you could add another one that just, like, it'd be going a different route. You, can like, a, you could add it into an add-in slot You can use yeah. like, PCIe yeah.
3: lanes. Just, you know.
0: um, so before we get into the actual Ryzen 5 benchmarks, I did want to – we added a couple things to this review that I think uh, were added – not added to the Ryzen 7 review because information and kind of debates and discussions occurred after the fact. Uh, the first one being memory speed testing. Uh, and if you look at this graph here, please ignore my typo of DDR4 200, which is <laughs> actually DDR4 24 Very, very slow. It's very slow DDR4 mm. memory. And it's amazing it how high it same. performs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, I took the uh, 1600X and ran it at DDR4 2133, 2400, 2933, and 3200, yeah. and just saw what impact it had on performance. And as you can see here, in like Cinebench, single, and multi, you know, up to three up to three percent i'm sorry three percent faster in the largest scale yeah. uh, handbrake almost no difference sisoft memory bandwidth of course. It is a memory bandwidth test. So they're, you know, you're know, you getting Increasing 28- the memory speed, maybe <laughs> a memory bandwidth <laughs> no. go up. It's wow. very weird. I just felt like this needed to be in here. You get a 28% increase going from 2133 memory to 3200 memory. Okay. Right, in actual That's bandwidth. That's probably so just what the proportion yeah. works out to. Yeah. Uh, Geekbench here is a little bit more uh, susceptible to the memory <laughs> bandwidth than other uh, benchmarks show to be, up to 7%, mm-hmm. going from one to the other. But keep in mind, I think 2400 is probably the base that most people like 20, nobody's buying 2133 memory at this point. Um, so 2400, so you're going from 3% to 7%. So it's, you know, 3 or 4%. It's all additional. about the base, yeah. Exactly, yeah. No trouble? Uh, now, Blender, no advantages. So, But now here, are the last four are games, right? So Rise yeah, once of, you get to the games, all of a sudden. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider, up to 12%. Hitman, 14%. GTA V, 12%. Wildlands, almost nothing. Ah. Huh. And this is what really got me. Like, I was looking through the results. I was like, wow, clearly faster memory, just boom, automatic game performance. But then there's a game. But then there's one of the games I looked at where there was no difference. And so it
3: really just depends on, the, you know, I guess. something in a gaming workload. you got is... to do some contention
4: tests. Yeah. Bus contention. Yeah. So essentially, how you want to do that? Or do you want me to explain how you should do that on air?
0: No, I mean, I guess not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so, and also it's worth noting. We'll discuss it later. Even going from 2133 to 2400, you're getting, you know, 6% in Rise of the Tomb Raider, 6% in Hitman. So, you know, you're going up to 14% from that base. So there's clearly a performance delta there. And that's why when AMD came to talk to media, they were talking about, hey, we're going to send you DDR4 3200 memory. And I had this debate going back and forth with them about what I was going to test in, like, the review part of it. Yeah. Right. And I said, look, in my view, this is a budget platform. 3200 memory is more expensive even if it's only by 20 or 30 dollars 20 30 dollars is 20 percent to 10 to 20 percent of your processor price right that's a significant delta yeah but as 3200 memory as 2933 memory comes down this makes a lot more sense that's right true. so and we also tested uh windows 10 power mode and uh we'll talk about a different story that that amd has their own um, profile that they came out with, but I thought this was interesting. I tested high performance and balance, which should, again, be the two extremes mm-hmm. for AMD on this. This is with the 1500X. And I did a whole bunch of benchmarks, and you'll see a lot of these tests are 0.6%, 0.5%, 1.3%. And th- those that was actually, uh, the balance mode was a little bit faster in those. 1.8% uh, faster in Geekbench. Web Expert showed a 14% performance advantage in high performance. That is a general productivity application benchmark that really thrives on responsiveness. So it kind of makes sense that would be the case. Uh, But if you look at everything else, there's a couple of places where balanced is – I mean they're essentially identical within margin of error, right? Uh, Cinebench Single is the only other place where we saw something worth noting, and that's 4.7%. And that is – honestly, that's the one where AMD said, hey, the scores are different here. This is why we think. What about the games? Uh, When I go down to the games – we saw uh, 1% in Civ, 3.6% in Tomb Raider, nothing in Hitman, nothing in Ashes, nothing in GTA, nothing in Deus Ex, okay. nothing in Far Park Crimal, and nothing in Wild. So Death. there was some difference, but only in a couple of games. There was one game, right? Like, okay. Civ 6 is 1.3%. I wouldn't count that. Tomb Raider seems to be a to- dang problem child. Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider is a problem child, right? But it's also giving us, like... Interesting windows into the performance discussion, sure. even if it's case. But if you look at the memory scaling, like Tomb Raider wasn't the only one that showed performance advantages there. Yep. Only in the power mode stuff mm-hmm. there. So, um, you know, AMD wanted everybody to test in high power mode. I don't think it's that important, except if you use Cinebench as your benchmark, then you're going to see a difference. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and there may be some slight advantages in, like, actual, you know, consumer... If you use a lot of Excel and Word and PowerPoint and all this other type of stuff that may be going on. Um, And then finally, in terms of supplementary testing, we did our uh, CCX latency testing, pinging between cores. We've had this discussion before. Uh, We wanted to make sure uh, that two things. One, the CCXs were divided how AMD said they were. 1600X is three plus three, three cores on a CCX plus three cores on another CCX, one disabled on each module. Okay. And that's right. definitely what's going on. It's there. definitely the case. And the 1500 X is two by two. Mm-hmm. It's, there's not a. Sometimes it'll be three plus one. Sometimes it'll be four plus zero. None of that exists. It's oh, all, so they just
3: said they're only shipped. Like, the own, only way they're going to ship them is yep. okay. Well, that's so
0: good. and I also did testing here. You can see this with the 1600 X at different at the same memory speeds: 2133, 2400, 2933, and 3200. Because the um, the Fabric, the infinity fabric, the mm-hmm. interconnect inside that connects these two CCX modules runs at the DDR speed. I think it's, I think essentially. it's half of the DDR speed. Well, or it's half of 2400, but it's yeah. 1200 megahertz. Yeah. Right. So it's running at the memory speed without the doubling. Sure. Right. Uh, and this is kind of the result that was what was interesting to look at, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is the latency between the CCX. module to module. Yep. And uh, it decreases pretty dramatically. As we increase that it's memory space,
3: basically proportional to the, or inversely proportional to the, uh, yeah, you know,
0: and so when you see some of the, our, our game result tests, game result tests at the different mm-hmm. things, this is kind of again directly proportional uh, to those things, uh, indicating that there's just more. It's more complex than AMD seemed to. I don't want to say seemed to realize, but that they wanted to tell us about upfront, right? And then we had to do all this kind of discovery on our own for whatever reason. So yeah. there's that. Um, and, you know, for, for the sake of brevity, I'm going to not talk about all the performance results and just say in single-threaded results, the results look very similar to the Ryzen 7 story. Yep. The, se- the Core i5 processors in Lake are better at single-threaded performance workloads, right? Mm-hmm. Cinebench single... You know, your web experts, your SysMarks, those types of things. Um, you know, the, the 7600K is going to be ahead of the other parts. Um, but when you get into multi threaded workloads, like even inside SysMark, something like the data and financial, which is a multi threaded workload, yeah, the 1600X is significantly ahead of the 7600K and the 7500. Yeah, I mean, it's as if it had two more cores. It's as if it did. But I mean, <laughs> but even the 1500X. It has right. the same course, of cores, with more, but it has more threads. Yeah. Right? So there's... there's, Yeah, more threads helps, There too, are benefits too. there.
3: It uh, being a hyper-threaded
0: part versus the Intel part that's it's, not let's scroll through the bottom of all this. The, um, as I go to... Let me go to the one that all... you don't ever, want to read the comments? Yeah, no. I definitely don't want to read the comments on this. <laughs> uh, so here... This is a good page. Audacity, single-threaded. Okay? 7,600 and 7,500, well ahead of the 1,600X and the 1,500X. Right? Yep. But let's take a look at uh let's just do let's see. X264 right here. Right? X264 encode. Yep. Now these you know the 7600K is running 54 frames per second versus 88 frames per second on the 1600X. That yep. is more cores, more threads, yep. and even the fifteen hundred X with the same number of cores. Yes, it has twice the threads, so it's but it's not. It's winning by I don't know, it's six, it, it so we'll say ten percent, eight percent, or something like that. But it's ahead, and the fifteen hundred X is a way less expensive part than the yep. seventy six hundred uh, K okay. is. So it's it's impressive from a mu- anything that is multi-threaded. Like look at the Blender workloads. How much less time it takes than the Core i5 does. If you're a budget guy who wants, you know, you want to get into game development, you're doing stuff for work or for school, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to have an advantage. Now, obviously, we included these results here for like the 1800X and the 7700K, just for comparison's sake. They're going to be faster they're the more expensive platform, Um, but clearly the 1600X and the Ryzen five parts have some some solid results there. And then in terms of gaming, we kind of already showcased this on the previous page. Uh, we went from four games to eight games in the Ryzen five. We only tested four games quickly in the Ryzen seven. We did eight games in the Ryzen five test, mm-hmm. um, and some of them we didn't have time to run. I was out of town all week, so I didn't only brought the the Ryzen five hardware with me to test. Uh, and it does it it looks better than the Ryzen seven did in mm-hmm. some instances because it has the core thread count advantage over the competing Intel parts, right? So like Deus Ex. Uh, mankind divided 1080 p very high no delta at all right yeah it's basically identical yep far cry primal interesting because the the 7600k was consistently oops consistently faster than the 7500 even though they don't differ by very much on you know they had the same core and uh thread count but clock speeds are, they're pretty different yeah right so uh you know <laughs> gta5 the risens are behind uh, Hitman, the Ryzen's are a little bit ahead. Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, the Ryzen's are behind. Ghost Recon, a little bit behind, but not a whole lot. It's as if it's like a truly competitive thing. It is. <laughs> uh, so here's here here would be my summation of performance: win some, lose some. Like single-threaded applications, Ryzen five loses. Yep. Multi-threaded application, multi applications, Ryzen five wins by a lot.
3: Yeah, like if it's, it's, if it's the not thing is, close. if the thing is using enough threads where it needs extra threads yeah. yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It, multi-threaded it wins yep clearly gaming uh the intel parts still have the edge but it's not by as much yeah right it's a little bit more muted than it was on the ryzen 7 side mm-hmm. um because we're comparing the lower cost intel parts correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and, and and the ryzen 5 performance doesn't really change a whole lot mm-hmm. uh in the inside that window so you know Talking about comments, Josh. A lot of people in the comments didn't like my review. I thought it was very positive, and it's basically the summation was that like, yeah, it's pretty good at gaming. But if you want the best best gaming, it's still Intel's Core i5 line in this segment. Yeah. Uh, if you do anything multi-threaded, it's stupid to buy anything else. Like if you can get six cores and twelve threads for the same price as four threads, yeah. Don't do that. Like exactly. or you know do that. Don't buy the Intel one. Right. Um,
3: so there's. Is definitely the most cores and threads for your money. There's no doubt about. I mean, there's just no way AMD around. Was it was
0: very aggressive in this. It, you kind of almost look at this and go, had, "Had AMD launched with this or all of it at once? Which maybe would have been too much for people to kind of digest. Think, uh, it nobody would have bought seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, and but, plus,
4: there would just be like no motherboards available. Anywhere. That's true as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: M- availability motherboard availability was already an issue. But it, it's it's you know this is this is the this to me was like the lead step right like this is your best foot right because this is the price segment where the majority of people are buying um this is the one that's going to get the most attention in forums and 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 on reddit and all those different places where these communities can kind of get together and discuss it um there's the least question marks about performance here Mm -hmm. versus ryzen 7 uh but there is something very compelling about launching with a 500 hundred dollar part that beats a thousand dollar part from your competitor yeah. Right, and that's what the 1800X uh, really was. So, Ryzen five, it's available. It's out there for sale now. Um, so I didn't see it's it's one the, the, more the, one more point about this is yeah. that
3: even though the DX12 one of the DX12 examples that we were using is a problem child, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. right? You could probably flip that argument around, and as opposed to saying avoid DX12 or something, like DX12 is still a good thing. For even this CPU, someone that buys Ryzen five, some new DX twelve title comes out that's not a problem child that loads the CPU less because it's DX twelve properly optimized game. Right, right, would probably do just as well on Ryzen five as it did on the Intel parts. In other words, you know, they're like moving forward. Your games are probably going to be less likely to show you, you know, such a difference based on CPU. I would think
0: so. Remember, it's it's so interesting because you look at AMD and when it was Radeon group Mm -hmm. talking about it. DX12 was super important because right. uh it was going to show the benefits at, you know for their lower end processors and the whole platform as a whole w- yeah. was going to scale up uh, uh better with it. And and with Ryzen you have more cores and more threads. So in theory better threading at the that's, engine level true too. and yeah. the API level would be a benefit. Yeah. It, there's just other stuff going on that keeps that from being the case. Currently, today, right? Yeah. AMD showed the ashes of the singularity stuff that they could get engine adjustments. They could see improvements. Whether or not that can be applied, not glo- not necessarily globally, but to a wider range of games and game engines is yet to be seen. I think that's really the proof point that they need to get across. Yeah. They need somebody else other than ashes to come out and do it. They need, you know, if you could get Unreal Engine to show a twenty five percent improvement on Ryzen processors, you basically win. Yeah. The internet. Well, they're probably pushing Unreal pretty hard. To it's try all about to, relationships, to try to right? It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – and, and you're talking about moving a much more mammoth beast. Yeah. You know, it's the, – what's the, the – the largest ships are the hardest ones to move, right? And <laughs> Epic and Unreal is the largest ship yes. in the ocean for sure. Well, so. I mean, they're
3: going to have pressure for more than just AMD as people buy these CPUs. And start to use them. Like when not the community enough. starts to not pressure enough. you. I mean, not enough. No, no. Well, You don't think it'll – eventually
0: it's going to happen. Uh, uh, I'm not saying can, right now, like tomorrow they're going to release something big this year Engine. I, you know, I, okay. don't, I don't think there's enough community pressure for something to affect this year. There might be other pressures and just opportunity costs there yeah. for them to take advantage of it. So, has, so that's, that's Ryzen 5. Go ahead. Has there been any more follow-up on the
4: non-NVIDIA benchmarks with Ryzen and Intel?
3: Non-NVIDIA benchmarks.
4: Where they had the dual RX 480s on Rise of the Tomb Raider, and it showed a massive improvement over the, the 1080 for the Ryzen part.
0: Um, um, the, so you're talking about that there were different performance deltas between Ryzen and core whatever using a Radeon pro uh, GPU than an Intel GPU. I believe it was specifically dual RX 480s where the massive where the, well, that where the difference it. came up. <laughs> when you get into multi GPU it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and no, I haven't looked at any multi GPU stuff. I had sort of heard some people complain that like oh you need to be testing an RX 40 on this because NVIDIA's drivers suck or some thing, whatever the, the accusation was. If they suck I, on an Intel CPU, they're just going to suck the yeah, same on an AMD I don't, CPU. I don't want to get into it yeah. about the, the debate of... Uh, it's definitely a rabbit hole. Yeah. Sure, but, but it's all interesting information to dive into. It's just a matter of, of picking and choosing with limited resources of, 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 of time. In, in this case, it was, uh, it was not just limited resources of time. It was like a specific
3: configuration for one game. Yeah. like you tested like what 30, 40 different things there in this piece. Yeah, oh you yeah, you can't spin up a separate test yeah, bed yeah. and do the install and all that time invested just to like one game. Like that's okay if somebody wants to do that somewhere on the internet. Fine,
0: let them have at it. See, but, th- yeah, I mean, know. I don't want to dive out a hole, but like, uh, just I'm know. I'm one guy, and maybe we have two guys, maybe three, like with the Ryzen seven launch, we had maybe, maybe three people doing different things at different times yeah. in terms of testing, um, but there are thousands of people on the internet yeah. as it turns out all of and which they've ha- got a lot of time <laughs> all of which have computers and time they have a lot of time right and opinions <laughs> in one day a thousand people can run a lot more tests than i can run mm-hmm. and so coming into the comments and complaining about i didn't be, i wasn't running a b c and d I'm like well yes why don't you run a yeah. and your buddy runs b <laughs> and your other guy runs c and then you report back and tell me and i'll listen I may not yeah. do anything with it, but I'll at least listen. That's true. Right? Um, Speaking of other things we were doing
3: in yes. the office, um, <laughs> while you were testing, uh, you know... While I was testing Ryzen 5. You were testing Ryzen 5. Yes. Uh, Ken and I were dorking around with uh, the balanced power plant thing. Yes. Um,
0: which uh, basically is just a custom power profile... That you add to Windows. So when you go into your power options in the operating system, you can choose between balance and high performance. This gives you a third option. Yep. On a desktop PC, which most people may never have even bothered to touch. That's the thing. Most people will typically not change that at
3: all. Right. Because if you do put it in high performance, it basically just runs your CPU max, like, all the time. Right. Like, the regular high performance mode. Like, it just, you know, it doesn't spin down. Nothing. It just, you basically just suck an extra power from the wall for, you know, Even when you're completely idle. Like, you're asleep at night, your computer's still running. like
4: you're running a heavy-duty 3D screensaver. Uh, Basically. Yes. 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 Even
3: if your computer's just sitting there only showing you the
4: desktop and not doing a thing. Bring back 3D screensavers.
3: So, so since there were differences that, you know, differences in how Windows instructs the CPU to go to different power levels or, you know, when it parks cores, when it does different things. Mm -hmm. um, To kind of work around the unique parts of what ryzen cpus do that windows is not yet aware of uh they came up with their own power profile that will get you probably nine tenths of the way there right right it's not the perfect thing it's not as good as if it was just integrated into windows and like microsoft made some changes or something like that but it gets you most of the way there sure um and uh i kind of dove into it uh we installed the profile it's like it, you could install a Power Profile into Windows with just like a special kind of data file format. Mm-hmm. But instead of distributing it that way, it's like it's an installer. It has that Power Profile that it installs. It just does the work for you because you'd have to like script it to get it in there. Uh, and then it has a really tiny executable that just runs like one time. And all that does is it just switches your profile to that profile.
0: Oh, it does switch it to it? Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, it makes it the active one, right? Because, you know, the average person running this might not even know that there is a place you have to go in windows to change that right thing, right so it's just run this thing you know and uh amd did say that they're gonna put this in with their uh what's the name of their software package for their driver yeah but it's not a cpu driver per se it was the other
0: oh cr- uh relive like the chipset drivers or well or... i think you install it all through like a graphics like driver yeah, Still, I mean, yeah.
3: the plan is for this not to be a standalone thing in the future, just sure. like, you know, something that's rolled up in that package. Right. Just Until they can work with Microsoft and actually in,
0: in, integrate it into, right. yeah. Right, right, right. I, so, I, want, I do want to show this. this. This first table or graph you have here is not data we gathered. Yes, yeah, so we did not do that many tests. This is data that AMD gave us that we then put into a graph form so people could kind of look at it yep. easily. Yep. And, I, and I want to point this out because I just did a whole thing where I looked at a 1600X in balance and high performance uh-huh. and showed only one or maybe two applications that even noticed a difference. They are showing a whole bunch of applications that show significant differences. Yep, and um, we were
3: able to confirm two of them.
0: Uh, the ones in the so blue? The ones that are highlighted blue. GTA 5 if- Max. And uh, Rise Rise of Tomb 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 Raider Raider. very high, which is the one I saw in my testing as well. And so, and don't get me wrong, we tested some
3: other ones uh, that were not on their list that showed no gain, similar to what you saw in your testing of other games,
0: right? But I I don't want to discount this list because there's a lot of stuff on here Alien Isolation, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 4, uh, Battlefield 1, Ultra, Bioshock Infinite. Which is, you know, so, I mean, some of these games are a little bit old. Like, there's Crisis 3 is on here. Yeah, so um,
3: basically, we didn't confirm
0: all the numbers, but I kind of smart-checked a couple. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: And, you know, so. Some of
0: them, like, Murdered Soul Suspect is 14%. Crisis 3, <laughs> this is funny to talk about, is 21%. Yeah. I mean, Rise uh, of the Tomb Raider, like,
3: our the result we saw was actually a higher percent gain. We were testing it very high instead of, I think it was Ultra for them. Okay. But, like, we saw more. And then for GTA 5, we saw a little bit less. But, like, it's, you know, it yeah. So, yeah. You know, seems legit, right? Yeah. Not, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, being yeah. skeptical of it or anything like that. Um, so, you know, with that, you definitely don't want to just leave a Ryzen system sitting in balanced if you're a gamer. Like, you're going to run into games that right. potentially, you know, so given this option of this other power profile, just do that. You know, it still runs it as if it was balanced. at The Ryzen CPU, even though some people were, I think even in the comments, they were jumping on... um hey, this thing runs, it it won't let the CPU go lower than 90%. Well, that doesn't mean that Ryzen will not go lower than 90% because Correct. Ryzen is able to do stuff internally. You know, yes. The thing is, you have to run it lower than 100 for it to be able to do that stuff. Correct. Is, is the point.
0: Yes. Um, it needs to be in a non-Max P state in order for its internal clock and power management to be able yeah. to access it and, and, and modify things and, and, and drop it down. It also means that uh, the clock speeds being reported by something like CPU Z or A to 64 are going to likely be incorrect. Or even uh, when Windows using this power Task State. Manager. Yes, even Windows Task Manager, correct. Yeah.
3: Especially Windows Task Manager. <laughs> okay, actually. Especially. Um.
0: So we, we go over here, and if you're interested, you can see this yeah. chart that shows like different
3: defaults. Yeah, I dug a little deeper into the profile showing the numbers it is actually tweaking. So there wasn't any kind of trickery in this power profile. It wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary, like as far as what Windows was designed to be able to manipulate in a power profile, right? It's just that not all of those numbers are exposed to a person that just goes digging around in their profile, right? So you kind of have to dig around in the registry and enable some other things and turn all this other stuff on so that you can actually view what all the other numbers are for the different plans. So I just kind of broke out, you know, there's, Dozens and dozens of those settings, but I just chose to only show the deltas for the ones that actually had deltas for you know right. for, to 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 tell this specific story about what this profile was doing for those that were you know wanted to get technical on it
0: it's i mean and so I mean the summation from this is it's one of many things that AMD can tell people to do to try to improve their overall experience yes yeah. Right. And, and I mean, this will and it's easy enough, enough to experience. do. Yeah. Uh, we debated internally a lot here on like when I was doing my Ryzen five benchmarking. Do I run it at balanced or do I run it in high performance? I ended up running it in both. Obviously, based on the data you saw, it saw very little variance in my application selection, and yeah. it just you know there are thousands of games out there, and the ones that the eight that I picked, only one of them showed uh an actual change yeah i mean a lot of the ones
3: a lot of the ones that they saw the differences is like older titles so yeah oh yeah i mean uh, know, i wouldn't people, expect you to yeah. test
0: a bunch of older titles for a ryzen five review like yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 that's know. and that's fine i'm not blaming it for any of that stuff but like it's 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 very much a story of okay you've got your ryzen now adjust your power profile mm-hmm. now let's talk about memory scaling memory yep. performance yep. um
2: Make There's sure you've got the know, latest BIOS
0: right? and firmware, right? Yeah. Like, all of these things are adding up to a little bit more performance in, in these different workloads. Yeah. Um, and it's not anything we've had to ever ask people to do before. That's true. Right? When with, with an Intel platform came out, you just, whatever. Yep. And you, we were, you didn't even worry about and, it. and we were internally in the office really kind of, I was really
3: skeptical personally of just telling people blanketly to go in high performance mode. That, it seemed like a bad idea. That for me was like, no. Like, that's a ridiculous ask. Yeah, right. but replace it with the profile like this. Now I'm okay with it. Like that makes sense. That's right. still a balanced power profile. It does. You know, yeah. it might run like a watt or two more. You know, compared
0: to what balance this, did the AMD one. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do detailed power measurements for this. They this they piece. told me very explicitly that it was like two to three watts total yeah. measured power difference. Yeah. Yeah. So so okay. You know, take the couple of watt difference, but you're getting
3: much better performance in a decent amount of games, you know, decent amount of situations, right? All
0: right. We've talked about Ryzen 5 for a very long time. Go to the, go to the re- review website, which is com, the review website. Yes. Uh, and uh, look up this stuff here and you'll see our reviews. Before we get on to our next thing, uh, the buyer's guide, I do want to mention uh, uh, on our Patreon, we have Adam, no last name, just Adam, pledged $10. Thank you, sir. That's amazing. Uh, we have... Mm, E O I N Ian 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 Danine D I N E E N Okay Ian Danine pledged 5 bucks thank you sir uh, and Wayne Prolisco edited their pledge up to $5 So thank you guys very much we really appreciate that All right so we talked about that for a long time let's let's uh sprint through the other stuff, uh, we posted a spring 2017 buyer's guide. Uh, Sebastian did most of the work putting this together. Uh, this is basically just a, a general run-through of the components we like today. Uh, not specific selections, not like here's a build and here's a video putting it all together. But it's, okay, here, we like Ryzen 7. Uh, here's the Core i7 equivalents. Here's the pricing and some general uh, uh, a discussion around it. Here's some GPUs we like. We like the 1080 on the high end, or 1080i in on the high end, 1060 at the low end. 480 is an interesting one because of all the rumors coming around about updates to the RX 480 uh, in the relatively near future. Uh, some motherboard selections from X370 to Z270, your memory. We talk about higher speed memory as well for those people who are buying um, Ryzen processors. It doesn't have the effect on the Intel platform, but you know, there's always... The Ryzen parts, we talked about you know, I put the 960 Evo in here. Yep, I guess Evo or Pro, you know, Evo's it's good enough. Evo is pretty dang good. Evo is pretty dang good. I like that. Let's You're, put that on the box. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Samsung 850 Evo for the SATA and then for ugh, the lumbering ugh, mass storage hard drives, Western drive? Digital Red. Well, it's listed it on there sebastian has some cases and coolers that he recommends uh, we have uh mice we have this little guy here the sata ide hard drive adapter sweet handy for, for those older hard drives you might have sitting around uh the lexar jump drive that sebastian reviewed recently that he's still a big fan of i like the g900 mouse from logitech i do
3: like the g900 mouse.
0: and then we we brag about having power battery backups that everybody should have for all of their computers that they actually like having around actually keep an eye that's that same model we have in the office right <laughs> yeah it keep
3: is. an eye on that thing because it occasionally goes on sale for almost half
0: off uh it wasn't quite that much it was close it was like 140 but they have a different model that's the same specs that it does not have the P- uh, pfc feature perfect sine wave yes you
3: want you want the perfect
0: sign do you wave. okay uh, we got some switches. Everybody needs s- switches, and then Cherry um, MX headphones, webcams, that's, that type stuff. That if you just if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you're in the spring buying mood, you got your uh, uh, tax return back, or if you're like me and filed a tax extension, and you don't have to pay for a little bit longer, <laughs> feel free to go to that buying guide and and uh, see if there's anything worth worth picking up. So, um, I am going to run through the last, the next couple of these pretty quickly because uh, run like the wind. They're they're not on the show here. Alpha Alpha Cool, mm. oof pronunciation again. Ice block, ice block, ice, ice block. Ice block. They're going for That's, ice block. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I get it. I see, guys. It's Good a job. Block. The XPX CPU water block review. Obviously, Maury is the one who posted this here. Um, nice looking block. Uh, yeah
3: yeah I is that guess a, is that a composite, like the top is composite, I guess I don't know. you tell me looks like just a molded plastic. <laughs>
0: three more maybe even three it's
3: Lexan. Hmm. Mm. well, I mean it's it's like a it's a black, so
0: uh but he got it in not black. See this picture here Oh, yeah, silver. uh so let's see. El went through the if you either love water cooling or you think it's overkill. Let's see uh, some of our performance features here. Cooler comparison testing. Thank goodness for on all this stuff. So we've got the Alpha Cool Ice Block, XPS Default, and Alternate settings. Um, and they appear to be, at least on this 5960X, at or amongst the best, falling behind maybe only the XSPC RayStorm Pro. We look at kind of max core usage. And then... Uh, Really good results, again. XPSC, Raystorm Pro kind of falling behind it a little bit. Maury um, says the top is aluminum. Aluminium? Oh, all right. Exactly. We got we to gotta prepare, Josh. We're going to be in London soon. Yes. Uh, but this is, I think it's relatively inexpensive. 69 bucks at Amazon? It's pretty cheap for a water box. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They usually run like $90, 100 Yeah. <laughs> performance under strengths, performance under stock and overclocking conditions, build quality, mounting... Uh, Out-of-the-box support for current Intel and AMD offerings, including Ryzen. Uh, weaknesses, the acetal top. What the heck? Okay, what? Well, he,
1: he, what? Acetyl. You said it was aluminum. I thought it was yeah. uh, something. He's a, a liar. liar. I
3: think the top that's underneath the aluminum. Oh, yeah, the top of the
1: water block with the microchannel. Sure.
3: Is uh, Yeah. Fair enough. Fair He's enough. a liar. They should have just... Not put that part on there and just had the aluminum be the top. Doesn't make any sense. Mm. Well, unless they're worried about corrosion. Never mind. Anodizing. Aluminum right next to copper and, you know. Sure. Bad things sure.
0: happen. Eh. Also today, Lee posted a review of the Vivo 24K 650-watt gold power supply. It's a gold I power I will freely supply. admit that this is a brand new company to me. Uh, but they have the 24-karat and gold. They sell, like, monitor arms and stuff. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, my roommate bought a Vivo, like, four monitor arm at some point. It's weird because, like, I saw this review, and I thought about that. I'm like, that's weird. So does this power supply Power have supply have, and monitor arms? That's does, kind does, of an odd crossover. Does
3: the power supply have video in and video out on it or something?
0: No. It's got rounded corners. It seems to be it where their name came rounded from. rounded corners, yes. For safety, Jeremy, For safety. Uh it does look pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it, it's hard to to put too much into the look and style of a power supply yeah, when often, especially in newer chassis where they like they put it in their own compartment with yep. like a little box over it so you don't even get to see it. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately. Um, yeah. So uh and, and Lee even says Lee, uh, that Vivo is testing the waters with the introduction of 24K 200 or 650 watt power supply. Um, to offer an 80 plus gold certified, fully modular power supply at an affordable price to budget-minded consumers. So that gives you an idea of kind of what what segment we're working into here. Um, five year warranty at 105c rated caps. Uh, oh, I know. No, I'm sorry. A five year warranty would have made him happier. It is a three year warranty on this one. Um, 58 bucks on Amazon.com. 59 bucks on Newegg. So clearly in the budget segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did get uh, good voltage regulation, quiet fan uh up to twelve volt output or up to fifty two amp output on the twelve volt uh, weaknesses being that three year warranty relatively large for six hundred and fifty watt power supply, and uh the eighty five c rated caps instead of the hundred and five c rated caps on that power supply, but you are getting what you pay for it's still got a silver award from them and again yeah 50, that's f- that 's kind of expensive fifteen oh. bucks is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Long term, we'll see. Uh, and You know, I've got a great idea for a oh, water block. Yeah. Do you? Okay.
4: Yeah, I do. I You know, I think I'm going to make one out of nickel and lead. And then I'm going to have some special cooling fluid through there. It's going to be electric. I get it. I see what you did there. It's
3: going to power the computer right off of the, <laughs> it'll be a Peltier cooler. <laughs> the water block.
0: Can you yeah. push voltage in through the... Uh, top of a processor and power it that way. <laughs> <Just> jam it, <laughs> just jam it That's in outrageous. there. Like, is that? I mean, I don't know. Electric. It all goes to the same place. Yes. Yeah. Well, then you're just going to have electroplating. It's true. Hmm. Hey, it's just costs so on the electroplated CPU. You, your heat it, spreader will only last it, for. I was going to say, is, it, is your heat spreader more or less effective if you are applying the electric <laughs> through the heat spreader?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you make you make the you make the heat spreader into the uh,
0: peltier cooler. Oh. You just
1: put a really big back plate on it to absorb some of the extra heat. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. You yeah. actually
0: put cooling underneath the pens, between the pens and the motherboard. Exactly. And That's you where you ask put the your cooling friends, plate. Hey, touch the top of that and see if it's hot. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Not friends you like, I guess. Keep pouring this water on it. <laughs> uh, Sebastian posted a review of the Lee Ann Lee PC-Q17 Mini-ITX Aluminium Enclosure. I'm getting all prepped. Uh, so there it is. It's tiny. Is it on a skewed angle? Is
3: that its thing? No, it's a rhombus. Is- is sloped. It's a parallelogram. Whatever.
0: It's a rhombus. Yeah. Rhombus. Okay. Oh, we're gonna have geometry debates in here again. <laughs> again.
1: It's I'm- not a prism.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Very good. Uh, it is. This is an ROG. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not ROG sponsored, but it's like. It's got the logo on yeah. the side Branded. of the case. It's like co-branded. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Uh, mini tower chassis, two expansion slots. It has apparently has room for three three and a half inch hard drives, five two and a half inch drives, even an, uh, an external five and a quarter inch drive bay. Is that a joke? What's that mean? An <laughs> external you can plug drive in a USB drive. Oh, it's it's top a up CD
1: here? style at the top. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: I don't know why, why, would you, right. why do you
0: consider that external?
2: No, it doesn't. There, it says slim ODD oh, built in.
0: I, oh, okay. I gotcha. External But it looks colon. like that's a removable plate. Yeah, I gotcha.
2: So that you could have...
3: Nothing instead? No, you could have a like five and a quarter so?
1: thing. Like,
0: mm, I'm like fit, I'm I don't say know not, if you not, could actually fit a five we'll and a quarter. We'll and inside. I don't
1: think you can when yeah. you look at the inside and the
0: angle of it. Oh, Brushed aluminum... Uh, USB 3.0 on the front, uh, tight quarters for working space, I'm sure. It's small enough. You don't have to hire a lorry. <laughs> good, good. Keep getting the Britishisms going. It's good. I mean, clearly, if, when you look at this picture, it is simply a square chassis with the like front chassis. angular... Uh, Chessie. The bonnet is yeah. Smoked. I'm gonna yeah, I was trying bonnet. to find a way to use the word buggy, but was I don't. Was,
4: was Sebastian chuffed to bits But this case. might have been chafed. I, I don't know. He was
0: chuffed. I mm. don't uh, So you can see actually see. Oh, that's actually interesting. Underneath that faceplate is yeah, uh, one that's of the for drive, an optical cages. drive.
1: Oh, it but is. Yeah, that's an optical drive cage. Sort
0: of like but it's brand. still slim. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look. Really and get you can still the
1: fit in an SSD in there. Yeah. Yeah, you can't put an SSD in that spot. Bracket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: If you scroll cool. on more, there's a picture. Gotcha. You got a Vertex 480 sitting there.
0: A, a vertically mounted power supply, obviously with some space constraints. But you can't. Is that a SSD being mounted? Oh, on the front. That's bit. in place okay. of
3: the optical drive. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Room for water cooling up front. He always has the toughest the toughest jobs to deal with these small, little, tiny cases. Good thing he's a tiny. He has tiny small man. hands. <laughs> All right. Well, we just went there. Uh, you can see the uh, the graphics card installed here. It is um, close to the bottom, but even if you have a blower style cooler, there it's vented along the bottom, so it should be able to get air in from the bottom. Yep. And the case right? it does have cat hair, feet, dog hair, so dust that might be a problem that's for true. It's you. It's going to go straight in. Um, oh, don't no, just,
1: the GPU will just suck it up and blow it out the back.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Perfectly clean, no residue left behind. I'm sure. Done. I would just tell you to clean more, I guess. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Well, Stand it's so small it, that you
2: can just flip it over and vacuum it.
0: Well, the idea is it's it's small enough to be true. sitting on your desk, probably
2: as opposed to sitting on your floor. True, so true. That as helps all significantly yeah. with dust.
4: And you can see. And the, this would make it really hard to describe because it is about the same size as a bread box. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. The power cord comes in the back, and it actually has a little extension to plug into the power spike because the power supply cable is at the top. Uh, in terms of temperatures. He did some testing with the Core i 5 6600 K and the R nine two ninety X reference that you saw there, and gives you some idle load temperatures, uh, as well as noise levels. Um, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's loud, right? For for a reference cooler, even even for one of those older reference coolers. Uh, but, but you are working in tight space where it has the fan has to spend a lot to get that air to come through that bottom vent. Uh, and there's not a lot of case in the way of uh, you know. It- Shielding you from the sound. Correct. Either. Correct. One hundred eighty-nine dollars. So pretty, pretty pricey. Um, strengths: premium all-aluminum construction, room for full-size components, excellent cooling. Uh, weaknesses: being limited storage space with some component choices, and would like to see a tempered glass window at this price. I would agree. So one hundred eighty-nine bucks, if you want to, I guess. Here it is. Yeah. Come and get it. We'll mention this quickly, though I don't have any hands-on experience with it yet, so I don't know how much we can talk about it. But it's the on Windows... this.
2: Sorry? It's on this. It's Windows 10. Yeah. It's Windows, The Windows
0: 10 Creator... Oh, you installed it on your yeah. machine. The Windows 10 Creator's yeah, the, the, update The best thing about it yes. is it adds
4: a new mail icon to your taskbar. It's mm. true. That yeah, it it you immediately unpin. <laughs> yeah.
3: And in my case... I, I had, must have had a bugged something or another. I, un- I It showed up, and I'm like, did what everybody else on the planet probably did. And, oh, what's that crap? Unpin. Right. It stayed there. Like, the icon went away. And, like, it was to the left of other things that were running, to the right of it. And it just left a blank spot. Uh-oh. On the test bar. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I tried, this like, space, I tried this dragging space it. Over. reserved for Clippy. Yeah, basically. And I was dragging across a blank spot on the test
0: bar that the other icons were shuffling
3: around. Sounds was, reasonable. Yeah.
0: I haven't installed it on any of my machines yet, but I will. Uh, obviously, the thing that's probably most important to uh, our group and community is the game mode that they uh, is now, you know, publicly available. This is a. <sighs> They haven't really gone into a whole bunch of detail, and I've I've tried to read a bunch yeah. of stories about it, and everybody has MS Paint. Come on, everybody has a bunch of anecdotal. <clears throat> oh, somebody said this type of thing, or we assume it's doing this. Yeah. Nobody has technical. The general assumption is that they are prioritizing the processes of the game over the other processes. Yep, like setting it to a higher priority than. Just a normal priority,
3: yep. and they might be no. uh, they might be context. as long as you got it
1: from Windows Store.
3: They might be uh, context no. switching those so processes UWP less w- often, natively. Like they might be switching those
0: processes around, juggling them core to core less often. Uh, it's possible. It's possible, Jeremy. I don't. Th- it doesn't support UWP only. No, not only.
1: Oh, but it's it's uh, built in. If you if you are running in a UWP game mm-hmm. game mode, will automatically give you benefits. If you're not, they've provided code to developers so that they can take advantage of it. But... Wait for the patch.
0: But can no. I think if you if you run I mean, st- you
1: can enable it on any one thirty two game. Absolutely, but you might not notice a difference. It might be like upping the power state on an AMD Ryzen.
0: Well, yeah, there there are plenty of questions. There have been testing from testing was done like kind of when the creators update first went out to the early ring sub uh, uh, users. Yeah, and a lot of you know there were some people that showed like literally no differences between enabling it and disabling it. Uh, and I think the more the more recent data I'm seeing is that it's it's getting a little bit better. And and the kind of um, summation that I've seen thus far, again, not my own testing, can't verify, is that minimum frame rates appear to be going up, while average frame rates appear to be staying the same. Staying the same, which yeah. would
3: kind of jive with the context switching kind of thing.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've put in some questions to Microsoft, and I'm hoping that they actually answer me. But it's like I would love to, I would love to talk with somebody from a technical standpoint about what is this actually doing? Yeah. Right. How does it recognize what threads it is? Uh, is there a whitelist blacklist thing? Is is it is it simply like oh, if you're playing a game, we're going to pick that the the processes that are most active then, and and kind of group those as you want to keep these active mm-hmm. or higher priority. Um, do i need to change the name of my uh, executables again right you can see if that's <laughs> if that's the case because i mean the way you enable it in any app is you you do the what is it windows g i guess and it brings yeah. up the menu and you put it you can put it in a game mode like while you're in the game and so uh and i think there i think there is a setting if you go into the main settings and you can enable it globally i think i think you can um and so i would like to talk about what the differences are there. Um, and again, maybe I've got we've got some upcoming GPU testing to do. Maybe kind of tack on some creators a creators update for that uh, testing as well. I mean, there's other stuff in creators update. There's the uh, ink support, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know what else. Anything else interesting? Streaming interesting. stuff. Oh yeah, you can stream through yep. the game mode, uh, the game bar they stuff are, now. They change your default command Uh-oh. prompt
3: to um, what's what's a who's it? I mean PowerShell. What do you mean Power by your default command? Prompt. Launch it from within PowerShell. Well, it's, in, it's default in two places. It, your context menu one is changed. Yeah. And you have to like, yeah. tweak registry to change it back. And then there's an option in the settings to right-like if you right-click the start button and you get the command prompt thing, that yeah. changed too. So just goes to PowerShell? Yeah. Huh.
4: Yeah. You know what rocks about PowerShell? I mean, it says it's PowerShell. It's
3: blue yeah. instead of saying Command Prompt <laughs> here. So, so much nicer. Yeah, Windows
2: doesn't have a default like thing to change. They change the menu option into yeah, places. Like it they didn't so remove anything about Command Prompt. Sure, Command Prompt is still there. Microsoft
1: it. never removes anything; they just hide it. <laughs> well, but, oh, You dig around in room, the registry, you'll, you'll get it They removed
3: Solitaire and Minesweeper and replaced huh. them with, okay, with ad-supported right. versions that you have to pay for the un-ad-supported version. Mother and Texas gosh. Hold'em, too. No. <sighs> I didn't even know Texas Hold'em was in there.
1: It was supposed to be on one of the versions of, I think it was,
4: uh, 8. Uh-oh. It was originally, uh, with, uh, Vista. Ultimate. Uh-huh.
0: That was it. It was the Ultimate.
4: See, it's not one Every now. time I go walking so down
0: the sidewalk.
3: See, now I can't shut it off. <laughs> just throw it. It's Then it's just going to make that sound from across the office. Yeah, but the it's mic won't pick get, it up. It's
0: actually getting a good beat now. Oh, no, no. It's not. Okay. Uh, that was a mistake. Um, so that's a Creators Update. It's available for free downloads now, right? For Windows. I think actually this laptop just prompted me for it. I yeah, to to I mean, they would have... Yeah, pat- if you don't get
1: the prompt, you can head over and uh, get it through the requested update.
2: Gotcha. I imagine they pushed it some on Patch are. Tuesday.
4: Mm. Well, they pushed some on Patch Tuesday.
2: Mm.
4: Not everybody,
0: oh, interesting. of course. They're uh, stepping it up. Let's see. Time for the new story. The next story. That's time for to talk about the Titan XP. What? Yeah, Big you XP. know me. Titan XP. Uh, so, Nvidia very quietly, mm-hmm. as in no, like I got no email from them before this happened. I got no. Uh, there was no press briefing. There was no, hey, do you want a card to test? There was none of that. It, I, I got an email from a reader who said, hey, by the way, this is up. And they, they launched a new Titan X with a lowercase p at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That is the now fully unlocked GP102 GPU. You know, the best thing about this is
4: they've got Brian Del Rizzo with one of those silver pens. And for every Titan X, they, they do a BIOS flash to it, and he writes a small P
0: on, <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, so what is a fully GP102? It is uh, the extra 256 CUDA cores that we're missing from the 1080 Ti, essentially, right? Um, 12 gigabytes of RAM. 12 gigabytes of RAM, a 10.7 increase in boost shader capacity. Uh, compared to the Quadro... Oh wait, no. The Quadro P6000 uses the same GPU, yeah. as, as opposed to the 1080i, I yeah. guess is what we're comparing it to now. Um, and it is an increase from 480 gigabytes per second to 547.7 gigabytes per second, a 14% increase in memory bandwidth, which is impressive. Uh, it is available now, only sold through NVIDIA's website. It is $1,200, um, which is the same price that the previous titan x pascal launched at right 1200 bucks i think i think so yeah um which is now the 2016 model <laughs> listed of the nvidia titan x um has got to be the last good version
2: until the titan 7 you won't want the titan vista yeah you're, so you're gonna want I mean, the
0: titan 7s yeah at yeah that you're not yeah. gonna want the
2: titan vista so you it's, might as well just buy one
0: it's really weird right you know i mean i guess when they launched the 1080Ti, it was so much faster than the 1080, and then also it was faster than the Titan X Pascal version that had been released, mm-hmm. which, by the way, many people called the Titan XP. I never did because I hated it. I still don't like this, but whatever.
2: I think this is just a tough lesson from NVIDIA saying, you know, yeah, we waiting. call our brands what they are, <laughs> call our products what we name them. No, you don't make up names. Like, you look like fools.
4: Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Titan X slash two, even though it's going to be really competitive and compatible. Um, IBM's going to buy it and kill it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you were going to say something?
4: I was going to say and stop
1: spelling our letters all capitalized. Inside <laughs> yeah. joke
0: from Yeah, apparently. Uh so I, I don't have I'd like I don't have one of these. I've asked. I don't think they're sending them out to anybody. I'm not going to buy one because I know exactly how it's going to perform. Um, if you're a gamer, you can buy a 1080 Ti for 700. I mean, they're not trying. They're got not got even trying to, to burn. They're not trying to push us for gamers. No, they're not. So but I, I think there was, there was there was there was there was probably the debate of why even have a Titan. Sorry, it says it's time to move on. I guess. I guess. Why even have a Titan? <laughs> If it's not the fastest card in the GeForce like line. Yeah. Right? Well, so maybe you've got to
1: test your readiness for 8K.
0: You, maybe you do. And if you wanted to do that. <laughs> Why does <is> it distort? <laughs> uh, well, because the batteries are low. I don't no. to say. Uh, you could use. Oh, no. <laughs> you could use. You could use the Unigen Superposition GPU Stress Test uh, Benchmark, which does run at 8K. Jeremy, what is this thing?
1: Jeremy? Jeremy. Ah, uh, the mute button. Uh-huh. Uh, Apparently, it's yeah. very pretty. I haven't seen it yet. I think Al was saying he did. I was toying around okay. with it. I ran it. But, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's only like it's, 1,500 uh, bucks. But, uh, yeah, so it's got a huge variety hey, your, your of <laughs> – hello again, Intel. Huge variety of tests you can do from old uh, basic YouTube resolutions all the way up to 8K, 60 frames a second, which good luck finding hardware that will display it, let alone power it. Right. But uh, it, Unity has been a sort of a benchmark, but we haven't had
4: a new one in a long time. We've Correct.
1: That really heaven in the future and valley mark?
4: but yeah valley's been out for a while that's been a long time yeah and heaven
1: like the, those were the two so now they've yep. also got uh vr testing because of course you really need to start doing that so yeah they'll tell you about superposition uh what was the other one not frame drops
0: uh
1: what's the other thing you benchmark for in vr
0: uh, uh, drops and, and warps and stuff warps. like that.
1: That's what I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So it'll do superpositions and warps, which is going to tell you whether you need a bucket when you're doing VR, you're going to be fine. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see. A I, I, I do want to try that
0: out. I do. I do want to try that out because I have, there have not been any, there have not been any N V R um, oops, any in VR benchmarks yet. 3d marks. <laughs> Did you run there's that in the orange VR? room and the blue room and that. But... I, yeah, there
1: was a
2: 3D Mark VR version. Yeah, there's a... I thought it was just a demo. Did it actually give you a score? They came out with an actual benchmark, I think.
3: Yeah. I don't think the VR thing gives you a score. I thought it was just,
0: just a, a demo. demo.
1: Yeah, I think it was just to walk around in the. Cause it... the, the low tier one. Because they've got three colors now. Uh, it was orange, blue, and I can't think what the middle one was. But the, the basic shard one you look at it. Of course. Mauve. I will say that. Um...
3: Burnt Sienna. <laughs> Leave her alone. The 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 demo itself was pretty the one you could interact with was pretty cool to play with. Um
0: Yeah, I want to try this. It's just on one of my lists of three hundred things to get to. But yeah. Very cool. Uh and uh you did mention it is a free download there is a free downloadable version.
2: Yeah, you don't have to pay the fifteen hundred dollars for the full version. Fifteen hundred? It's twenty dollars, Jeremy. $1,300 $1,300 is a licensee the engine. No,
0: it's,
2: it's $20 oh,
0: sorry, US $1,500 one. Canadian. Yeah, no, it's, it's 20 bucks for the... Oh, yeah, it's about 20 bucks American right now. All right, a couple of more things here. Uh, I don't... We're going to talk to Alan about storage. Yeah. Western Digital announced a USB Type-C My Passport SSD? Very cleverly named My Passport SSD. Well, My Passport's just all their, you know, external USB thingies, right? Portable
4: USB drives. Okay. Um...
3: You might notice it's a little longer than uh,
1: usual. Maybe
4: they're compensating for something. No, it's uh, actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's that cartoon character? that? that Mut- blog? Mutley. Mut- every Mut- every Mut- time, it's, it's Mutley. still Muttley. All right. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure there is a Western Digital Blue SATA M.2 SSD in there. What,
0: what makes you think that?
4: Uh, Performance
0: numbers? Yeah.
4: Because he threw one on the and, ground really and hard the shape. and out popped an M.2 <laughs> SATA.
0: <laughs> that, would, that would that would be a giveaway. I
3: mean, there are only so many
4: uh, SSDs
3: that Western Digital makes. True. So there's a blue. True. And there's a black. All true. Uh, well, the blue is the SATA model, and they make it an M.2 2 and 2.5-inch, two and, and I don't think that's two and a 2.5-inch enclosure. I doubt it. So uh, it's process of elimination. There you go. Okay. That's probably what's in there. So um, we're talking
0: ninety nine bucks for the two hundred fifty six gig model, according to Best Buy. Uh, Five hundred twelve gig models one ninety nine. One terabyte three ninety nine. Yeah. Is that
3: is that in I think it's like a few bucks more than the just the M dot
0: Oh really? It doesn't meet oh, Ryan's so. law, but it's not bad.
3: Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, available. Uh, they were available as of the fourteenth, or no, will be available for the fourteenth of April. It just seems so odd to have a
2: drive they specifically market as USB 3.1 Gen 2 that's a SATA drive.
3: Look, that's the exact same thing that's the uh, that Samsung T3. It's that's an 850? It's an MSATA It's not a Gen 2 drive.
2: It's got a USB Type-C cable on it. That doesn't mean it's Gen 2, Alan. Yeah, but it's I, still I 5 gigabit. <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah.
2: If they label this... They specifically if, label this as Gen 2. Okay, that just means the chip speaks Gen 2. Yes, but, but why would you put it? chip that speaks gen 2 in there for more money with the sata
0: thing on the other yeah. end of it yeah, it's confusing well, yeah i could I see why Marketing. they would do it
2: because they can have that checkbox but yeah they don't list speeds anywhere so i'm intrigued it looks okay i mean it looks cool
0: yeah
2: oh they do speeds up to 515 megabytes a
0: second so, so that's SATA. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well there you go now we have our answer Wow. But we have another SSD as well. Adata announces the XPG SX7000. Yeah, this is going line. to be a Silicon Motion
3: 2260 controller. Okay, have we tested one of those before? Probably Micron Flash. We haven't tested this specific drive, but we tested similar. no, no not
0: that controller. We like have that controller similar kind NVMe of configurations
3: okay. you know other realize this is the the 7000 series is sort of like the evo to the sx8000 of which there is a there's another model that's higher up than this for okay. Okay. okay my point. the sx8 right?
0: th- okay I there's gotcha. an sx8000 yep.
3: all right that's sort of like their pro this is sort of like their evo same kind of deal the controller's the same except this uses tlc flash with slc caching okay whereas the 8000 was like straight mlc it's the same exact kind of gotcha you know thing right so so let me uh, ask you this Sada express so there was some debate about like warranties and like this comes with the five-year warranty whereas a samsung part that's like the equivalent part which is like the 960 evo mm-hmm. right uh only comes with the three-year warranty right uh so there is that right um but realize that even if the prices were matched identically a cost per gig was identical um the silicon motion uh 2260 performance compared to a 960 Evo is still... I mean, they're getting closer, but it's still not a direct comparison. Okay. Like, the, the 960 Evo really just, like, dominates everything right now, so... How about the controller controllers compared? Uh, it's also similar. Like, basically, there's Samsung, and then there's all the other guys. And it's not necessarily the controller's fault as much as it is Samsung uh, 3D VNAND just is... Way better at performance than all of okay. the first iterations of the, you know, other companies trying to come out with their version of 3D, you know, whatever. Especially in, if if this one uses Micron, Micron's 3D TLC is not the fastest. You know, like they they want for more capacity per die on their first round than they want for, you know, performance. Whereas Samsung's the way that they're using, you know, designing and building their flash, the performance is just amazing for what it is right and they've kind of that's given them the lead on quite a while you know for quite a while so far
4: and it continues. one other question yes yeah one other yes uh is it just me or is a data really starting to come out with a lot of solid state products in a pretty short period of time i mean they they've been like this for a while um
3: it, it, i will say that my bigger concern with them is in the past they've come out with a lot of products and then it was hard to actually find them a few months later hmm. um you know there've been times where i went to price check stuff and like couldn't even find you know half of the capacities of their lineup of something on amazon for example so yeah. i hope that gets better i imagine it would if with their cadence in, increasing like this and then moving into what would be a much more popular product like this you know m.2
0: product yeah. are they 10 cents a gig no moving on Crap. It's time for our hardware software picks of the week. Up first is me, and I'm going with the uh, Ryzen 5 1600. This is 219 bucks. There's only eight left in stock on Amazon, guys. Uh, and you pair this with a $110 motherboard like the one I used, which was the oof, MSI B350 Tomahawk board. And $120 for 16 gigs of 3200 memory, 2933 memory. And you have a killer six-core, 12-thread system uh, up and running. And this also comes with the Wraith, uh, Wraith Spire cooler, which I was was pretty impressed with as well. I just realized I didn't put any commentary on that in the review, and I should have, because the cooler actually was, was surprisingly good. Um, the 1600 versus the 1600X, you're going to pay $30 or $40 more for the X version. And the only difference... Is clock speed, and you can just overclock this a little bit, and you'll be fine, or or not. And I still think you'll be fine in terms of all of the performance metrics that we have looked at. Uh, and i i i I think what I, I think what I'm going to do personally is probably use an 1800 X that I have here and build myself a Ryzen 7 system and just replace my current rig with just that it. going forward. Um, and just. I, I can't imagine a scenario where I would be disappointed, but let's just find out like yeah. do all the crap I do on a daily basis on it. And I'm sure it'll be great, but for significantly less amount of money, the Ryzen five 1600 is less than half the price of that 1800 X. Mm. Uh, and makes a very compelling case for, uh, a, a, uh, consumer looking to build either a PC that does gaming or productivity or work or both or all, uh, that's that's my pick. So that's me, Jeremy, I believe.
1: You. I was going to contradict you on the RAM price, although oh, apparently okay. this deal is incredibly popular because when I posted it earlier, it was 80 bucks. It's now 90 bucks with one left. But okay. 8 gigs of DDR4-3200 <laughs> for currently
0: $90. Well, that's 8 gigs. I was oh.
1: going 16 gigs. Well, and you can double it once they've got stock back in, <laughs> but if you're going for a lower-end system, and this is what I put it in, which uh, our okay. okay. sort of mid-range, a, you've still got two slots to upgrade later on when you've got 90 bucks back in your pocket, Yep. but DDR4 at high uh, frequencies is not necessarily as expensive as you might expect.
0: Interesting. So if we go down to 2600 so The 32-gig one
1: is going to be a bit more expensive.
0: Yeah. Let me, so let me
4: throw a link at you.
0: Oh, don't
4: throw And anything. maybe think about this one, because if a buddy of mine... Ooh, a buddy. Did this. Wink, wink. And wink. apparently this is just rebranded G-Skill X memory. It's in the uh
0: I can't see it on this
4: computer, but I'll believe you. And I put it in
0: IRC. Oh, I still that's can't see it on this computer, but that's fine. All right, so $120 for 16 gigs of 3200 memory. EVGA. And, uh, I, and again, I know that DM, for so fact it,
4: it works with an AMD 1700 at thirty-two hundred meg's,
0: you know for I a fact it. it does, or you do not know
4: it does. There you go.
0: And I, I think but that's. Did you run worth... it on
4: this motherboard? Well, maybe not that motherboard, but the uh, the Tai Chi.
2: Ah, there you go.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I will say that you know, obviously. Prices are going to vary based on like new newegg, amazon, all these t- different types of things. But I would pay particular attention to if you can, if you don't want to be the first one to try it, find somebody who has tried memory like this on a Ryzen platform and can kind of verify that it works because they're especially as you get into higher speeds. Um, at least initially, especially with the Ryzen sevens, there were some hit or miss places where memory did and did not work. Um, but if you, if Josh says uh, his friend tested this out and it works fine it, it is my it.
4: friend it's it's the guy down in dallas
0: it's not me wink, i'm too wink, cheap wink, nunch, nunch. say no more say no mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but uh, that's that's at microcenter and it's evga memory interesting I, yeah i, I honestly didn't even know they did this at microcenter i at think Micro that's Center. the
4: only place that sells it gotcha
0: uh speaking of josh which i wasn't but now i am okay what's your pick
4: I don't know. i forgot. forgotten. Let's see here. Uh, it's a motherboard. Uh-huh. Okay, it's the MSI X370 <sighs> SLI Plus. It's one of the less expensive, not BioStar X370. So if you want to run with the Ryzen five, this is a nice price point. It's twenty bucks less than the ASUS Prime. It has similar features, good build quality, decent power phases and uh, all that other fun stuff good audio everything you kind of need i mean it's it's the basic x370 board i think it's got a single m.2 and that's fine I think they all do yeah well i mean there are others that have double m.2s oh really hmm. yeah yeah like the i think hmm. the
0: crosshair does the one i does that ken does the crosshair have multiple m.2 i don't know okay Anyway, we've only got two. Of them. There cams, are others that have
4: multiple M. <laughs> but if you're gonna go low price
0: and you want wait, potential SLI, wait. What does this motherboard have H. D. M. I. Oh right, because it's an A. M. Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so like, that means it that you can put a
4: Bristol Ridge in there. I <laughs> yeah, got it. Fun, fun, fun,
0: indeed. Anyway, 139 bucks is not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And you can use, you know, again, Ryzen seven or Ryzen five with uh motherboard purchase like that. So And it says right here supports DDR4 thirty two
4: hundred plus memory. And they just released uh the AGISA one point oh four or ten point zero dot zero dot four or whatever that one oh oh four. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that has the better latencies and uh support for more memory speeds.
0: Fantastic. All right, who's up next? Alan, mm, me. what do you got? A Commodore 64 game.
3: <sighs> oh, yeah. That was made in 2013. Don't close your eyes and fall asleep on me. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, anybody who used to play a bunch of Commodore 64 games, if you did, you probably played a game called Bruce Lee, which is one of the funner ones. That's um, not a word, more funner.
0: <laughs> yeah. I um, can't show this web page. So, Why not? beginning i i didn't, F, I, didn't put, yes. I
1: didn't
3: crap i not want to crap a bunch of links into the thing, but so there was a guy named Bruno Marcos who makes like kind of you know newer versions of games but not on the same platform mm-hmm. like so this guy made Bruce Lee 2 on you know it was a windows game it was like a port of the Commodore yeah, of course thing. Well, the problem was he was—he added a bunch of features to the game that wouldn't fit into the memory of the Commodore.
0: Okay, right. Sure.
3: So he just like he, he kind of ported it.
2: He it, made a better game. Got made it. a better
3: game, right? But then somebody else took on the challenge and ported his port back to the Commodore, fully <coughs> featured. So basically, the guy made like added features to things like that the original authors decided to not do because obviously there's just limitations in the, <laughs> how the platform could only handle so much you're talking about a commodore 64 here right so it only handle so much bruce lee um yeah basically well there's some pretty funny additions in here like you know it was the game you know you're bruce lee and then there was like just two characters you're up against and every time you go to another screen the same two characters show up right <laughs> this guy added more characters to the game he actually added chuck norris and like ha- the dude has in very very eight bitty pixely animation, uh, very crude animation, but has Chuck Norris's like signature kicks. And he, stuff. Is he wearing jeans? In the he's wearing the he's just got no shirt on. He has the white boots?
0: pants. Okay, you know
3: the typical Chuck Norris kind of no, so
0: Chuck, hard. typical Chuck crashes. Norris to me is Texas Ranger. Well, so he's wearing jeans yeah, and cowboy boots, yeah, yeah. slacks.
3: So there's, I put supplies. a video link in the show notes, and there's a long play where a guy basically plays through the entire, you know, version of the new one. So if you've played the old one and you don't want to mess around with an emulator or whatever, you just want to watch someone else play through it. <laughs> like I, I laughed out loud when he got to a screen and Chuck Norris showed up instead of the other two characters that usually show up. You there's know, a
0: white paper on the there, making yes. of Bruce Lee Two as well. Yeah, that's
3: the making. That's the guy that ported it.
4: Oh, okay. It's like describing his effort, and then it's. This uh, kind of reminds me of that that competition, the sixty four k, three D applications. Yeah, yeah. How big where of people a, do amazing things? Yeah. How big and, of a demo? Mm-hmm.
3: It was like game demo makers were yeah. like just making amazing, you know, graphical experiences and
2: demos to just fit into this tiny amount of memory. Just goes to show, everyone, if you need to throw more metal at it, you're a bad programmer. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I was just shocked that, like...
0: No one should ever need more than... I heard about this when, <laughs> the
3: guy did it, when the guy did the Windows version, and then I basically just forgot about it. And it turned out, like, less than a year later or a year later or something, this other guy had ported it back to C64. I just now, kills n- me.
2: Now, how do you get it on a five and a quarter inch floppy to put in your C64 the, or tape? This, they got images. It. They have the images. But how do you... What do you mean? How do you get the image from your Windows PC onto said floppy? Oh, there's... I forget exactly what.
3: There's a person that makes an interface that you can actually... <laughs> you it with a pen. No, you punch it. I guess you could a write a patterns. Patterns. Punch. The, real, the real kicker <laughs> is that the 1541 floppy drive on Commodore had the same CPU as the Commodore.
0: Yes, I remember that. That seems excessive. Yep. Yeah, it was necessary. expensive.
3: The same one megahertz CPU was required to drive... The floppy drive. Yeah.
0: Distributed computing. (sighs) Yeah, that's what it was. It's (laughs) SLI. All right, that's it for the show, everybody, tonight. Thank you for joining us. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. That's where you can go find our show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, uh, the pics we had here at the end, uh, MP3 files, RSS links to subscribe, video files, YouTube links, all that stuff. The Patreon Uh, is listed there. That is a spot to go to find all of the stuff that you need. So uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, thank you guys, for hanging out. I'm Ryan Schrell. I'm Jeremy Holstrom.
4: I'm Josh Walrus.
0: And I'm Alan Valentano. Good night. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash